like the lower banishing ritual of the pentagram. Oh, I don't know about that. They do something with the pentagram. Oh my god. But it's just like a default like thing that you do, like lighting sage or something. Oh, okay. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have some sage in my bedroom, but I've never burned it in here. Actually, that would probably smell a lot better than the incense I have. Hmm. I don't know. It's pre- it seems like it's kind of stinky. <laughs> it's like just a rope of uh, herbs. Um. So, were we gonna make another attempt at introducing ourselves and how we met? Yeah. I don't know what we're gonna do with that footage from last week. You said it sounded good. <laughs> Yeah. That crazy, but and like, I guess we we intended for that to be the total intro to the show, but I think it's okay if it's kind of natural, like further in the episodes. I guess we'll probably kind of button up the backstory today. But oh yeah. Like if our kind of background story reveals itself through the episodes, that's okay. Yeah, like that's if it okay does, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Because you can't fully introduce yourself. Like meeting somebody one time. No. Unless you're like a sim or something. Yeah. Or a simp. <laughs> no, that's an old word. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... I think simp is more in, in vogue than <laughs> you do. sim. Than sims. Yeah. <laughs> so should we start by... Doing a li- we we never finished our story last time of how this podcast really came to be because mm-hmm. we started saying I was on LFTS live from the studio, and we were gonna get to the point, but then I think I got us off topic. Yeah, so, I haven't listened back to that part yet to know if it was you or if it was me, <laughs> or if it was mutual. Don't tell me. <laughs> um. So yeah, like. Also, why was Jimmy starting to talk about angel numbers recently on his podcast, too? He's getting all hippy-dippy. Was that before That was before you I went on. on. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then when I went on, I don't know what I had too much to drink, and I started talking about mentalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you told me you, you get into some of those topics with him, right? Like at yeah. a bar, you're like, oh, get into fear, the theory of cause and effect at the next bar. There's yeah. too much for you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like too much to explain. Like I'll do like a couple of hermetic principles at a time, but I have yeah. to really save up another big concept for the next bar. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I guess I was on their podcast and I got completely overserved <laughs> <laughs> and was just talking on and on. And I don't know why I kept bringing your name up. I guess because we had talked about some of this stuff before in like the middle or early pandemic. Remember when I came over to your house and we sat on the roof? Yeah. And you were telling me about some trippy ass shit that was blowing my mind. <laughs> And I told you that there were a couple of times where I had this weird clarity where I was like, oh shit, none of this is real. When I was uh, overserved <laughs> other times. <laughs> yeah. And how did, I don't know, how did this all start? Um, how did we start talking about this again? Uh, so, yeah, so I guess, like you said, we had that conversation one time. And uh, like you, I did like that you said, um, 
you clarify it on live from the studio, like that it was totally in normal context, but it was just like, what is life and what is consciousness and this, that stuff. But you were, you were saying it was just totally normal conversation, like context. I wasn't yeah. like wild eyed, like, like you gotta get into hermeticism. <laughs> and... No, no, no. We just barely scratched the surface when we talked. Half of me was still not even grasping all the concepts you were telling me, mm-hmm. but it was so interesting that I wanted to talk more. Yeah. I remember, um, like you slightly, like you collected crystals at that point, right? I remember mm-hmm. you, like from your other podcast, like hearing that you had like a room full of crystals or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I forgot. <laughs> I talked about that room for your, your hats and your shoes and your crystals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have like a crystallarium <laughs> yeah. spare bedroom, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I kind of went through a phase of collecting them and I wanted to get every single kind and, researching what does each one do and it was just kind of like i just kind of grew out of it eventually and then crystals also but just became so popular and every new agey and stuff and now they sell them everywhere and i just got kind of like bored and then now i look at them a little differently and i'm like interested in certain ones and like their history but i don't really care to own like every single kind and i have a lot to get rid of if anybody needs any Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah i guess i was into them and then i kind of but i think when we hung out that time i was kind of out of that phase Mm -hmm. yeah i guess it was just like it was like a nice spring day at the time it was like early in the pandemic maybe like two or three weeks so we were kind of like settled in a little bit like we were just kind of like chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, at, th- at that time I was pr- probably maybe doing a little bit of mushrooms and stuff. Um, I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. Cause it was like a weird time, but it was also just like, we have all the time in the world. And like, I guess it was at that, in that particular moment, I was kind of settled into things. Maybe I had, uh, unemployment at the time or something like that. Um, so maybe things weren't like too top topsy turvy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that I felt like doing that kind of stuff. Um, but they, I, I kind of like got into, um, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast before, I think it, this was off pod, mm-hmm. um, where I was saying that I was into, oh yeah, I think I did say this on the podcast. I was into magic as a kid and I kind of oh, yeah, said, we did. yeah, I kind of decided to myself like later in, um, college, I think it was that. Like I, I remember my friend had a symbolism and art book, um, like, and so I was thinking about that kind of stuff, like how these, this thing symbolizes death and th- these berries symbolize this specific thing. Hmm. For some reason that made a connection in my mind that I told you this before that, like, I, I kind of said to myself, if I ever run out of artistic inspiration, stuff to make art about, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I should revisit, um, like kind of esoteric symbolism stuff mm. and just figure out how to just use, cause then you can just use any visual stuff from anything from the world. And then you look it up and it has this context. So then it's kind of like a second language, like things mm-hmm. have symbolism coming from our culture or mm-hmm. various cultures. Um, so, and, but I, um, I was kind of, I kind of had one foot open I had my foot open to listening to ideas about uh-huh. certain stuff. I listened to this podcast, Pete Holmes. Um, you made mm. it weird. He's like a interviewer, kind of like Mark Marin, mm. but he was like Christian. Mm. He was raised like evangelical Christian and then lost his faith. But he's just kind of like, like a, 
middle like middle of the road kind of like christian spiritual person so Mm -hmm. so that that kind of left me open to like hearing um stories from people's because he he ends his show of like yeah i think he has like has like three segments but like the last third of his show is what do you think about what do you think happens when you die and what about god it's like the god question Mm -hmm. so he asks everybody that um Hmm. so that kind of like kept me thinking about this stuff Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until the pandemic happened that i actually watched the flower of life special on amazon i think that was on gaia Uh, mm -hmm. um, but it was kind of older from the 90s Mm -hmm. um but that, that was the first thing. I was just open to it as, like, I knew that kind of art, like, Flower of Life. I guess I was kind of, like, familiar with Sacred Geometry. Just, like, that guy Alex Gray. Have you hmm. seen him? No, I don't think so. His stuff's really cool. Like, you'd probably mm. like it. You, you might have seen it before. It's, like, a mm-hmm. lot of, like, like muscle structures. Um, there's some big paintings in the Visionary Art Museum. Like, he's one of those top oh. kind of visionary artists. Um, cool. But it'll be a lot of, like, like muscle structure, like, kind of, like, people their muscles but you're seeing like kind of their energetic lines and just like really like intricate detail but Mm. also sacred geometry and stuff mixed in oh cool i'll show it to you later cool um but so yeah i watched that flower of life special and just got in Mm -hmm. into that stuff i was like this is fun and interesting and i just didn't i guess i was open to like ghost stories and that kind of stuff on podcasts so i was open to hearing somebody's experience uh of these types of things that I hadn't personally experienced. So I mm. like that was the first time of just me opening the door to researching that stuff. And for some reason it just hit me that that stuff was interesting to me. And I decided to kind of like research each topic of the weird of the fringe mm-hmm. just cause I was like, wow, this stuff is real quote unquote. Like I was mm-hmm. hearing somebody pitching it like it was real mm-hmm. from their experience. So yeah. it was out there, but I was like, Oh, this is possibly real from their point of view and i was Mm -hmm. like you know just interested in learning about that stuff Hmm. so you didn't have any experiences at the time but have you since had any experiences um i think there's definitely like synchronicities and stuff that happen yeah we're gonna talk about some of those i forgot um but yeah i didn't um I don't think I've really had like ghost type experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like, I'm kind of more interested in the magic mystical side of things than mm-hmm. like, just like searching for ghosts and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I just was noticing that different people kind of get into different aspects of this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, true, true, true. So for me, it's more that, that fun kind of stuff. Yeah. I had some stuff like that happen to me the other day that we'll get into when I was casting spells all day. Yeah. But wait, so then when I was on LFTS, so -hmm. we hung out over the pandemic, talked a little bit about some mystical stuff, but I think we both just had like one foot in, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you, you weren't really, you, you you weren't like into that stuff aside from the crystal stuff, but I guess, I guess we were just chit chatting. This is the stuff I was interested in at the, at the time. Yeah. And we just in a natural kind of conversation. I think I was probably talking about aliens too at the time. Yeah. And I think I had always been interested in all of those topics in like little silos mm-hmm. and more just in entertainment and pop culture, but never really thought any of it was real. Like it was just entertainment. Didn't really know what I felt about religion and stuff then either. But you were talking about it on like, oh no, I see the matrix. <laughs> like, and you're talking to me about my career path and you're like, it sounds like you're just following 
one thing to the next one project to the next and it's just leading you where you're meant to be and like you had totally like unlocked the matrix at the time and i hadn't yet yeah <laughs> and then it probably we didn't hang out for maybe a couple years i don't know mm -hmm. how maybe a year or so i don't know and maybe during that gap is maybe when i started getting more interested into like the alchemy or the hermeticism stuff and maybe how all those topics could kind of connect a little bit or finding a thread between all of them and then that's when I came on LFTS talking tinfoil hat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how we reconnected, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that kind of how it happened? Yeah, there, and there was some some points in the past, like when we first met, too. Um, and I'm, I'm also kind of interested, like we can circle back to like more specifically. I'm curious, like if there's any moments that got you into thinking about this stuff if it was just synchronicities in your life or something that you hmm. or or was it maybe like like a, a struggling situation you're like i want to change my mindset or something like that no i honestly don't think so i think i've always just had like a seeker personality like i've always been like looking like always wanting to learn which is funny because I always say I hate learning <laughs> when I was in school and stuff like that. I would always be like, I hate to learn, but, um, maybe that's why I like the mystical or mysterious stuff. Cause I like, or like the researching Wicca or like, I don't know, just anything like that. Um, werewolves, vampires, you name it. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted to research the history of or the roots but behind those like folklore and things. And honestly, I was using it more as inspiration to try to write a screenplay, mm -hmm. like either a horror movie or a comic or something like that. Like I was almost researching it more to look for inspiration to write fiction. Yeah. But then through my research, I started like unlocking things in my head being like, oh, this is tr really weird to think about mm -hmm. some of these concepts or whatever. Maybe it was just my like seeker curiosity nature that made me get into it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, um, like, um, I guess kind of similarly for me that I was, I was thinking of it as like, these are just interesting. Cause I, cause the thing I was saying about that, I would revisit esoteric meaning and symbolism and stuff in, in my art for was, artwork. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I, I would see it's just, that I would look up to people basically like David Bowie or something like that. I just knew that people oh. like that had dabbled in those areas. Right, right, right. That makes sense. So I was like, yeah, it's like people who are interesting in into art and stuff like that are kind of into this stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was, it was kind of like, um, kind of groundbreaking or whatever, just part of, part of like me kind of cracking open my perspective, like looking into say people like Aleister Crowley like, oh, uh -huh. I was just going to bring that up because, like, just it, he's a controversial figure. Like, I, I'm not trying to, like, idolize him necessarily. or And I'm not even really into, like, the serial, ceremonial magic mm -hmm. type stuff because I hear people talk about that stuff, getting into rituals and mm -hmm. blah, 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 being being part of groups and stuff mm -hmm. just from, like, like podcasts. Yeah. Um, that's It's not really for me, but I like learning about that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, it was kind of crazy that when you think like i guess you people see like alistair crowley in different contexts like on the beatles cover mm -hmm. um he was included on in like doing the hand gesture thing on sergeant peppers mm -hmm. um but just when i was getting into magic and stuff i was like well they weren't like even if you're looking at it from well i guess if you're looking at it from a perspective that you don't believe it 
than they are just prancing around doing weird stuff, doing weird actions and stuff. But I guess, because cause I didn't know, like, in the past, if witchcraft and stuff like that, if it was really real or if you're just, like, tricking yourself into thinking it's real mm-hmm. or it's just for, for the fun of it. Yeah. But kind of like hearing about some of the stuff that those magicians did, did supposedly did like yeah. all these rituals and stuff and like yeah. where they describe them like oh they you actually like possibly like summoned a, a thing that you could talk to in a mirror like these uh, enochian angels and stuff like that that you could talk to oh hell no that scares me and like, or like yeah <laughs> beams of light or something like a scrying mirror yeah that, yeah that's kind of the stuff that they were getting into mm-hmm. but i was like yeah if, if you know somebody like alistair Crowley lived his whole life he was doing all this magic stuff it kind of says to me that they weren't doing it for nothing like they weren't just totally making it up right 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 i've also heard on some podcasts before and i am not an expert that's actually one of my notes that we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think we said that last time i know um, but that a lot of the just basic natural law stuff it, it um because it, i think maybe the reason why it shows up so much in pop culture or with these really successful people is because maybe it does work mm-hmm. and like people use it for good or for bad or like even not to get controversial or anything like that i don't want to offend anyone but like <laughs> even like the Freemasons apparently follow this, a similar form or like, I don't know. I've just heard on different podcasts or different research that like all these different secret societies kind of follow the same natural law principles because it's just all straight up true. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It, that, that really blew my mind when I heard it said that way. Cause I was like, Oh shit. So maybe they aren't just doing this for nothing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then it just get, makes you curious about it. Like, is it real or is it not? Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, it's have still... you ever heard about that, or or have you ever read stuff about the Freemasons or like mm-hmm. any other secret societies and how they might like use those same yeah yeah definitely principles? like it's also kind of interesting to me that supposedly you can just read the Freemasons book you know so you can get all basically all their knowledge like I, I read that there was some person who basically released all the books of the Freemasons like under maybe under a different name or something like that but. Um, but yeah, so you can, you can know, I mean, I think most of their secrets too is like rituals that they do together and stuff like that. It's like an initiatory kind of like group Mm. of magicians, basically. That's what it kind of seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is interesting to me to like that those people like founded this country and that there's Rosicrucians and they're building stuff everywhere. That's, that's, I've been kind of going down that rabbit hole of like Mm -hmm. looking at places and how they're designed and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, possibly for like energetic purposes, maybe like founding fathers or people like that, like taking over like important places that used to be like Indian sacred places and building stuff on top of it, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it just, it is kind of trippy to think that like we're all just human. So we're all the same. Um, and so like all these different groups are kind of using the same little tricks and tools. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, they must freaking work. There must be something to it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of thought the same thing as you, like my whole life, I always thought magic and stuff. It was just a trick on your own mind mm-hmm. because it makes your subconscious sympathetic to something. So then you're going to work harder to get that job and make that money or something like that. But now I'm starting to think if all these secret societies are doing this stuff, like maybe there is something that you are affecting 
outside of yourself too, in a way. I don't yeah. know. You know? Well, uh, well, one of the topics I kind of wanted to bring in to, to talk about is mm-hmm. like that this idea of like looking at magic or something like that, like from one perspective, the, the person's doing magic like a ritual or they're changing their perspective. They're saying like a certain magical idea that I've come, come to, or like has come up is do your beliefs affect reality? So if you believe something is possible, does mm-hmm. that make it actually like make it happen? Basically. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you just believe you can be a millionaire or, or these things can happen, is mm-hmm. that possibly what's stopping it from actually happening in your life? So one way of looking at it is the manifestation way Mm -hmm. the other way of looking at it is you could say oh in a materialistic way they're but say it does work you can say they are just tricking themselves and it's a trick on their subconscious so say Mm. you change your mindset and then maybe you see opportunities come up that were always there like the red car thing like when you Mm -hmm. manifest seeing a red car you'll see him see him everywhere Mm -hmm. or whatever that trick is Mm -hmm. maybe it's that kind of thing like but either what I am kind of interested in is maybe either way the thing happened. You can explain it by material means saying it's the subconscious, it's young and Freud or whatever. I think young more got into like subconscious Hmm. in a kind of magical way, but you can look at it from a materialistic point of view that they tricked themselves, but it did have results in their life. So Hmm. it was it really them manifesting it like manifesting those things to come to them or was it, you could explain it away as just like them changing their mindset and then therefore it does have have real results, but mm-hmm. it's not in a magical way. It's right. not in a behind the scenes working uh, aside from just in their own mind. Right. Changing their lives. Man. <laughs> so that's some of the stuff we'll get into too. Yeah. Now there was just one thing I wanted to bring up that maybe you could help me through. Mm-hmm. Um, clarify consciousness yeah (laughs) in my notes yeah my redaction from last episode well i kept saying a collective conscious well no you didn't say that (laughs) actually (laughs) what was i saying what you said and it's just a subtle thing it's one of these weird things about english but you were saying i think collective (laughs) my second language (laughs) conscience you're like how you have a conscience it's a slightly different word was I saying conscience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I I I meant to say collective conscious, but I was saying conscience. Yeah. Like your self-conscious, or I, you have a conscience. But I think also like when you say collective conscious, you would you would say the word collective consciousness, yes. or and I texted this to you because I think this is where, where things were getting kind of crossed, <laughs> yeah. and why you're saying it like that yeah. is that you refer to collective unconscious so that is that would be okay collect collective unconscious and what does that mean that's like like how you have a subconscious and an unconscious mind it's the idea that oh like, shit it's like the um the stuff that kind of we we're not aware of on the surface level but is the subconscious like you know how you have your own subconscious mm-hmm. it's the collective subconscious well, that is kind of what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> but is the correct terminology to probably say collective consciousness? Yeah, I think that's how people how would people probably would say, say that. Yeah. Well, I think about that every day now. Yeah. If I get road rage or I get mad at someone, I think, uh, stop it. 
we are one collective consciousness <laughs> i love them they are me yeah <laughs> that's great yeah no it's, it's true, just a yeah. little tool that i use to curb my anger mm-hmm. <laughs> and my rage yeah you know i heard one one story just i'll, yeah. I'll relay it really quickly like um so on some other podcast but like somebody was stuck in traffic there had been an accident mm-hmm. and instead of getting like mad the person sitting in traffic like decided to send their love or like to, to the person who, whoever was dealing with that situation yeah. like that was causing the accident yeah. so they decided to send their love um just like sit there and like yeah. you know send their intention and uh but apparently the person had a net near-death experience who was in a car accident what? and they they said that uh they were floating over they were go- basically ascending like they were floating mm. away from their body mm. and they saw this beam of light that was coming from the person who was sending oh, their love and up. that that connection like that that love brought them back like it it what? made them come back to their body oh my god and survive and they they said this is crazy yeah they and this might have just been a story on reddit or something some other like it was on a podcast i don't know where mm-hmm. the origin of this was so you know take it with a grain of salt yeah but they said that when they were floating as just consciousness in the air they saw the person's license plate and then they got in touch with them what? and they reached out to them they were like hey i just want to let were you remote know remote viewing well yeah but they were they were dying, <laughs> they, were dying. And they were it was an out-of-body experience and they so. remembered it yeah oh yeah they God. looked they saw the license plate and they found the person and th- thanked them for that they were like hey i just wanted to let you know you kind of kept me tethered to life like i was ready that to leave crazy and that love made them come back oh my god even more of a reason to act like that when i'm driving yeah yeah it's just a little tool i use to trick or to um trick myself into more empathy in my everyday life <laughs> like thinking of them having a collective consciousness with them yeah and thinking like oh they're just the same as me yeah. going down this crazy road like of life mm-hmm. and i'm like they're not stupid i'm stupid we're both stupid <laughs> like what they're me like we're the same thing yeah and then it helps me like not get mad at really anybody nice <laughs> is that crazy no that's cool that's great yeah <laughs> i think you're more so an issue if you're like a spiritual like a quote-unquote spiritual person and then like you would think that you don't get mad but then you get really mad in certain instances oh god you know i hope not <laughs> but so it's good if you're just all around like being pretty level-headed yeah it helps me walk the middle path and not get swayed too much mm-hmm. so yeah that was my one redaction about collective consciousness and it was um you're sure you didn't have any other apologies for what <laughs> last episode we haven't edited it yet but say we don't edit it <laughs> I <Was> need... it... <laughs> why do you, do you have no, something in mind no i didn't I, it just sounded <laughs> like me? no okay. it just sounded like you did have multiple <laughs> well i said clarify consciousness oh wait well we didn't really um like clarify what consciousness is but go ahead oh do it do it clear okay well okay actually this is a good segue clarify consciousness next bullet point clarify i ain't no expert yeah <laughs> but you said i said that last time so i don't you need to say, go over that too much yeah i think we yeah we kind of laid out yeah i think something that i really like about this podcast that we meet every monday is like it's okay that i don't have to heavily edit myself from last monday because the whole point is that like i truly think that through this process we're both going to grow i know mm-hmm. that sounds really cheesy no yeah but like stop overthinking whatever you said last week because like that's kind of the whole point of this process yeah of like whatever you want to call it like the 
I mean, we are alchemically transforming on mm-hmm. season one. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> kidding. <laughs> but do you yeah. kind of get what I mean as far as like, it's almost like a journey. Yeah. So I don't need to be embarrassed about correcting myself because that's kind of the point. Right. I mean, and I think, uh, I was going to say also like, so you basically, you were, I felt like you were interested enough to talk about this stuff on somebody else's podcast. Yeah. And so this, you know, talking about it on a podcast Yeah. and you've had a podcast in the past. Yeah. I wanted to have wanted to do a podcast for a while. Kind of mm-hmm. like, I didn't know exactly what form it would take, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to do to do one cause I've done them in the past, but I never really like continuously did one. Yeah. And I listened to a lot of them too. So I kind of felt like it's just something kind of unsettling about like listening to so much stuff and not creating Mm. so i figured like and i do create in other ways with my art and stuff sometimes but that doesn't flow as easily for me too Mm -hmm. so podcasting is one thing that flows Mm -hmm. and it's fun to do it's fun to practice speaking yeah um so yeah just kind of i feel like things kind of came together so Mm -hmm. like i've made the space in my life that i did want to do a podcast and then you happen to go on live from the studio. You're talking about this stuff. And I felt like you, well, you said you like to give me a shout out, like anytime you're on there, just because yeah. in the past, like we've kind of had like a, like a, from a distance, like friendship kind of forming. Yeah. Yeah. Where we're both kind of characters in that sphere. LFTS universe. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. <laughs> but, um, and I did want to get, get like, go back a little bit to the origin story yeah, of yeah. the LFTS stuff. Okay. Like, so I remember, um, that Alex, like Alec or Eric and Elizabeth had mentioned you like, like my older brother's so funny. Like he just does stuff. He just works a regular what? job and he, uh, he makes like joke stuff. He, they he, thought I was funny. Yeah. Yeah. What? They told me about how funny you, yeah. How, how I was actually funny. about to like ask you how we met. Cause I don't even remember honestly. Yeah. And you said we were going to cover it, but I was like, I don't even remember. Yeah. I was like, did I see you at one of my brother's stand-up comedy things, maybe? So, and, and it's a funny story, too. Like, like, so that was the one thing. They had mentioned you before. So, mm-hmm. like, you didn't do comedy, but you, no. you were a graphic designer. And they said something about you making fun stuff for work. Like, like maybe uh, as an extracurricular kind of thing, like a sign or a t-shirt or something that was funny. Okay. And he tried to find it like on your Instagram or something, but he wasn't able to find the thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I just remember him like mentioning you. I think, I think Elizabeth mentioned you being really funny too. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but then, that was like seven. Okay. Whoa. Got to talk to her about this. I'm really flattered. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you guys, I think it was just the Voyage Down the Amazon episode where you you guys were a guest on Live from the Studio. Oh my God, (laughs) I forgot about this. Yeah, Yeah. to promote that show when you were first starting it. Oh my Um, God. But I think that was the first time I heard your voice on that podcast. Before we ever even met? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I I, I didn't really know this. I was introduced to you from listening to you on the podcast and I thought you were really funny. Like your voice was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, I remember there was the hush way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, duh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that. I mean, I knew that was very early on, but I couldn't remember if I had met you in person at, like, a comedy thing first. Yeah. But that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, so there was, like, the hush way interaction that episode. <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> it sounds so... St- the hush way interaction. A hush way is a sandwich with mustard on it, usually on a sub roll. It's just a pet name for, like, a sandwich. 
So I looked it up, and that, that is a name of some kind of food, like <laughs> ha- hushway, hashway. It's like oh, Middle really? Eastern or something, or Indian. Oh shit! Yeah, so a hushway is a real is a real dish. Oh my god, I should try that. <laughs> I think I was mixing up a sub and a hoagie, hoagie and maybe a hush puppy. <laughs> <laughs> But you acted like you could order it at a place, like a Royal Farms. Like you, you were literally talking about going to a Royal Farms to and get getting it. Way. But do you actually order it that way? No, no. I just pick whatever I want every time. Oh, right. Yeah, you were talking about like yeah, you order on the screen. Yeah. But you called it a hushway. Just like, but it's kind of just something between me and God. <laughs> <laughs> like the I don't tell the workers at Royal Farms about the hushway. yeah. <laughs> But then I remember you went to Wawa yeah. and took a selfie with your Hushway yeah. and posted it on Instagram. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, this guy's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was funny as a listener to the show. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I'm a little more than an average listener because I know Eric and, and from from stand up and stuff. Yeah. But I just thought that was funny because oh I was God. like I parked there. It was a fun it was a nice summer summer day. Like I was still at Towson at the time. So mm-hmm. I had just gotten out of class like in the early afternoon. I was free. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna go grab a sandwich from the Wawa as kinda like a special thing. Um just like a nice experience. I think it was the probably the newer one that opened. Yeah. <laughs> on, I know exactly. Uh, LaSalle, yeah. Um which you guys talked about on the podcast. So it just it felt like a nice like <laughs> like meta thing of oh me visiting god. something from this podcast that yeah. i listened to recently oh my god and uh yeah i got my my hushway and then <laughs> parked in the pump spot too because that's something you guys talked oh, about yeah. so that, oh my god yeah. oh my god i didn't pick up on these details in the picture yeah i took a selfie of myself i think holding the sandwich and um and i said i had I was, such a nice day out i had to stop stop at a, stop for a hushway at wawa or park in the pump spot at wawa and get a, get a hushway oh you okay i must have seen it if you wrote it out then yeah i did that was such a long time ago when was that um probably like 2018 or something yeah i was like, gonna guess 2017 yeah. or 2018 yeah. whoa that's so, so funny yeah and then you were back on the podcast again you had seen i think um I don't know if you reached out or anything if if we talked at all, but mm-hmm. it was just kind of funny that then the next time you were on the podcast, you were like, oh, and speaking of friends, I just wanted to talk about this new friend that I made, this guy <laughs> named Jordan Levine. He's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> on Voyage on the Amazon, no, I said on, it? No, on Live oh, on... from the Studio. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay, got it. <laughs> so that and that that was kind of funny at the time because it was like it, it was like two hours in, into the three hour episode or something. <laughs> You're like, also just before we wrap up, speaking of friends, I just want to talk about this guy Jordan Levine. He's really cool. I don't remember exactly what you said, but wow, we really did have like a universe of characters on the podcasts, and I feel like I have been kind of missing that creative outlet of being on a podcast because it is i forgot how fun it is like Mm -hmm. when we did it last week it was like it is fun yeah that's so funny i don't i totally forgot about that whole hushway thing yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i think that's the whole backstory is that the whole backstory yeah what were you just you were about to explain what consciousness is too yeah so i mean i know what it is but right yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're like i don't believe you (laughs) uh alex what's consciousness yes enlighten us (laughs) why don't you come up to the front of the class (laughs) well um yeah it's really interesting there's like lots of ways of talking about it and stuff yeah one point i was going to bring up is like 
this thing that Alan Watts talked about mm -hmm. of like how people, people fear death, um, that it's the idea of not existing basically. Right. Right. And he was talking about this kind of contradictory idea from his point of view that like people are afraid of this idea of nothingness forever, mm -hmm. that, that it's like an eternity of nothingness, but it's kind of like a little bit, um, like oxymoronic or whatever, like where you say forever, like, which is infinite mm -hmm. of nothing. Like there's kind of two different things. Oh, like that's what people are afraid of. I guess of death is that you have this little blip of existence. Yeah. I guess they, they would say you're, you were nothing before you died. So you'll go back to being nothing, like right. which is black, you know, you don't right. have any experience. Yeah. So that's, that would be not conscious because you're conscious here in life. You're unconscious when you go to sleep. Right, right. Uh, but that kind of creates a dynamic in in life where you have this conscious experience and then you have the unconscious experience. Even I know. A, even as you're awake, you have an unconscious part of your brain that's I active. I think about that too. How you know how I say everything's an allegory, mm -hmm. and you it do like always say that. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking today that like when, when I was writing my notes about this consciousness stuff. You don't have to worry about it. I think it'll be fine on that mic. Oh, the microphone? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's probably loudest just here. My dog's chewing his chew bone, so I don't know if it's being picked up on the microphone. But um, I was thinking, like, when we go to sleep every night, it's almost like an al another allegory in life because we're just forgetting and remembering, forgetting, remembering over and over again. And maybe some people think that's what it is like when you die. It's like we're going to remember all of a sudden, oh, right, that's where I came from. Yeah. But like we are, we've forgotten, but we kind of have to do that every night. And then I'm like, mm -hmm. what if we're remembering every night, but then like we forget when we wake up. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. Kind of makes sense. Maybe if there's like a spirit world and I don't know when you go to sleep, either you enter that world or it's like a middle world. That's not all the way in the spirit world. Maybe it's like a level between. Or maybe there's like multiple levels and yeah. like you don't always go deep enough into sleep or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, I know they talk about the astral realm, mm -hmm. which is like astral projecting mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. So it kind of makes sense to me that it's kind of like this realm that's above our world. It's the fourth dimension, they say. Yeah. So it's like the dream world is like this mm -hmm. other dimension that's less physical than us. Oh, I was thinking about that with... um. Okay, did I talk on the podcast about when I think I astral projected or did I just tell you after? Was uh yeah i don't i don't remember i well i had like an i think i astral projected i mean it could have just been a dream or a lucid dream but like i was walking around my condo and none of my light switches were working yeah i remember that yeah did i talk about it on the podcast yet um i don't think so okay yeah, i don't, think, I don't so. think i did either well i'll make it quick but that's like apparently a classic tell that you're in a lucid dream or maybe on the astral plane i'm not sure or just a dream i don't know um when like light switches aren't working mm-hmm but then I've also heard that on the astral plane, I'm talking like it's like true fact, <laughs> um, that like just slight things will be off, like a door in a different place or like a window where there isn't normally a window in real life. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, just little, little minor things that would be a little not accurate. And then I was thinking as a theory maybe the dream world really is our collective consciousness <laughs> which i guess is in our subconscious because or collective unconscious or collective unconscious because it's all every <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's everybody's 
unconscious world or whatever. But it's like everybody who's ever been in my apartment before has a memory of it. Like you've been here Mm -hmm. in years past when I would have like my birthday parties and stuff like that. But like maybe you like forgot exactly where the door to my kitchen was because you haven't been here in a couple of years or like Mm -hmm. so that dream world is like everybody's memory of what my apartment must have looked like. So that's why things are just a little bit off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think that could be an interesting theory to like consider? Yeah. Because then I was thinking about animals and I don't know, like, did you ever have dogs growing up or anything? Mm. But, like, have you ever noticed that, like, a dog and probably cats and other animals, like, they notice when something in a room is different. Mm. Like, even I got new patio furniture on my balcony, which we're going to get into. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dog still isn't used to it because it's just different from what was there before. He was so used to, like, the other furniture in different spots and different heights. And now it's, like, he's yeah. scared because it's, like, different. So I'm like, if animals have that much memory that they remember a space and when something's different, then they probably share that consciousness with us too. And they, they could be also manifesting and creating what the world looks like. Cause like my dog and I share maybe a consciousness or something. I don't know. Is that crazy to think? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was reading about this thing, this Rupert Sheldrake essay or he was talking or a book where he was talking about like why you can feel somebody staring at you. Mm. So that can that connects with that. I was just thinking about that the other day. I should have written it down in my notes, but I was like, I wonder if what that's all about. That like, why do we all as like a human species acknowledge that there is such a thing as like feeling like you're being watched? It's mm-hmm. like it's like deja vu or all those things that like we still don't really know how to explain. Like that's another one of those just things that like yeah people just accept that that is a real feeling, but mm-hmm. like. No when it's it's not it. visual, like you you yeah. acknowledge that it's not visual because you're facing a different direction. Yeah, but, but like, why can everybody? Yeah, but people don't even question it. It's kind of like what you said before about how like all the Freemason books are out there. Like all this stuff is just out there nowadays on your online and everything. But people just don't believe it, or they yeah. don't believe all of it. Like I think people don't believe that you can really feel when something when someone's watching you. It's just an expression. But I wonder if it is true. (laughs) And that's why it's an expression. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think there is such a... People acknowledge that there's such a thing as an intuition. Yeah, but they don't... I know. Even people who are like... um, What's the word? Uh, um, When you don't believe in God. (laughs) Um, Atheist (laughs) Atheist. or agnostic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like people who are not religious or don't, don't believe in an afterlife, even they acknowledge that there is intuition sometimes i mean i guess some people do i don't know mm-hmm. yeah you know i i was listening to um this show that i've been enjoying called other world mm. this guy jack wagner started it he did mm-hmm. a show called yeah but still did you ever listen to that no but i've it sounds familiar i think i might have told you about it but it had okay. brandon wardell who was from like northern virginia originally hmm. he's like a younger stand-up comedian oh okay um sounds familiar too but that yeah so he he's Jack Wagner started this podcast while they were still doing that show together. They recently ended it after their 200th episode. Mm-hmm. So he's focusing more on this one. And it's about people's stories, like basically ghost stories or just like supernatural kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's one lots. It's it's mostly kind of on the darker side. Some of it's just kind of like light psychic kind of stuff. Hmm. But it's a little bit ghost stories or maybe like like uh out of body kind of crazy like parallel reality Mm -hmm. like where this guy had 
was in one reality where he got seemed to have gotten in like a bad um, ATV accident. He's flying through the air, but then he wakes up and he's fine. And he's in a, a sunshiny meadow. It had just been raining, like, and he was trying to get back to his work where they, he was doing like setting fires. What? He was like. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm dead serious. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, he had that whole experience, and then, like, they were like, what are you talking about? There was no storm, and, like, you know, you're in this timeline now. He was basically like... Wait, was he a different person, or was he the same guy? He was the same person, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, he was in one trajectory. He had a very clear memory, and then time actually jumped where it was, like, two hours earlier, and the, he, one thing that was cool that Jack, Jack had on was like a brain expert, like a person who was an expert in, um, what do you, what's it called where you can't remember stuff, uh, oh, amnesia. amnesia. So he explained the usual like way that that plays out oh. and just certain things didn't line up to having amnesia. Like he didn't have like a traumatic injury on his head. Oh. So that kind of stuff, like everybody Got said, it. like it must yeah. be kind of amnesia or something but it was just like a very clear cut um so that that kind of stuff weird experiences like that but i was going to say sorry i was going to share this one experience oh yeah of this guy who had sort of like more kind of demonic like experiences with a ghost in in their house um Mm -hmm. something that seemed like that but he had also recovered from a serious like debilitating condition as a kid Uh which was kind of like miraculous and he was just talking like jack was questioning him because he also said that he was an atheist but he clearly believes in all the ghost kind of stuff right and the the stuff of him miraculously recovering he was just saying like that people certain people try to kind of lump things in and they'll say if you have a religious outlook then what happened to him was a miracle and so therefore if he sins maybe god could take that away from him and like you know take away his his being cured hmm. um, and also just that like something about that that i guess he just he didn't he didn't want to subscribe to the kind of religious outlook so he just didn't it's like different belief systems i guess work for different people mm-hmm. um but that was just an example of somebody who clearly experienced all these different things that you would say he acknowledges that there's stuff out there. He just yeah. didn't have the God outlook. Right, right. Yeah. And honestly, we talked about this in the last episode, uh, the last like podcast episode, but probably we all, if you're, if people are interested in seeking or learning about this type of stuff, um, like the natural law stuff or whatever you want to call it, like, I probably perceive a lot of it in a certain way because of my like Catholic upbringing, because certain things sound familiar. I'm like, Oh wait, I read, I heard that, or I was taught that in Sunday school and it sounds like really similar, but just like a little tweak on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so maybe like for me, it's, um, affirming or maybe confirming some things that maybe, or maybe making me reconsider, Oh, maybe some of that stuff, maybe there was something to some of that stuff (laughs) in Sunday school. Like it's making me think like, okay, maybe some of that was valid or, or the concept was there, but put in a different story or a different way. Yeah. And then I think all these stories are probably just like the same thing, just the human experience repeating itself in different stories and different people. And maybe that's why it keeps coming back in different religions and different people. Cause you just keep coming back to the center, the one (laughs) or the all or whatever. 
and then bring that knowledge back and then do it again and then go out to get knowledge, bring it back. And like, it just, yeah, maybe anyway, that was a long, I went off on a tangent, but I connect it to a God maybe because of the way I was raised with religion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas it's okay if someone doesn't take it a God way, they take it a like human brain way or like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess like, it seems like it's kind of a good time to just try to, like, I, I feel like you could look at the world. You can definitely make an argument of looking at the world and, like, become kind of nihilistic or just say, like, there's so much negative or disharmony that why would you look at things as being... Because I, I can see that somebody who's looking at kind of the negative aspects of the world and then they look at a spiritual kind of person who's saying like, Oh, everything's fine. Everything's like working as it should. Mm-hmm. I get that there's dissonance there. So like, mm-hmm. um, there's all kinds of ways of looking at things. And I think that's one of the points of our, of our podcast so far is that like, we're not trying to pr- push ideas. Like we're literally just trying to talk about maybe the ideas that are already out there mm-hmm. without exclusion almost. Cause like, we're kind of just like open to, hearing ideas that seem interesting to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's where I've come from in the past couple of years of just kind of being open-minded and not mm-hmm. too do- dogmatic, like where you take a point of view and argue that that's the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, people, I, I think I would like to celebrate people coming from different places. And it certainly does feel like kind of harsh when somebody has like maybe hateful or like, you know, points points of view that would seem like it's like my point of view or my group is against yours it's like Mm -hmm. and i like i don't i'm not saying i want to mix it up with people who have points of view that are like really abhorrent to me Mm -hmm. but i can see that it's almost like you if you can accept somebody like i can almost try to accept people like people that i work with that are more conservative than me like Mm -hmm. i can kind of accept them for who they are because they're a product of their upbringing and the way mm-hmm. they look at things is based on their personal world experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, going to discount that. Like, even if it sounds kind of harsh to them, them not being like, like I'm not the wokest mm-hmm. person, but they're definitely less woke than me. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I feel like the more oddball left kind of like just out there person being an mm-hmm. artist and stuff like that. I feel more, mm-hmm. more the weirdo in that mm-hmm. group. Um, but I've, learned i i kind of can appreciate like just getting to know them um like deeply without kind of putting up boundaries so that's been helpful to me i think like to get to know different people and to try to not like separate people by their outer like representations and the belief systems and stuff that might be in conflict with each other Mm -hmm. but definitely like that two people should be able to connect with each other Mm -hmm. outside of their belief systems in some way Mm -hmm. like you know you feel like you i would like to always find common ground and like for people to connect with each other rather than like be angry at each other yeah i forget if i said it on the podcast or the after when we hung out but i feel like i heard on a podcast too that like one of the beliefs in um i don't know if it's in the hermetic principles i don't know this is where i say i don't know my shit (laughs) but um something about war and like in a war there is no right or wrong side like both sides are right basically because it's just all about perception and context and Mm -hmm. like 
there's that's just like one of the most simple natural laws i think is like there's no right or wrong like you know what i mean i think that's maybe maybe that's what it is maybe i'm butchering it but it's like when i first heard that i was like what what does that mean like there's no right or wrong like i think it's part of that whole polarity thing like it's actually the same thing just a different opposite ends of the polarity or whatever um yeah i don't know i'm going a little in circles now but I kind of take that approach in my day-to-day life when I'm like, no one's wrong. They just have a a different perspective. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it kind of helps me manage different people and different stressful situations and stuff too. Yeah. I (laughs) guess it's like almost legitimately like from your point of view, they are wrong. And then from their point of view, they are right. They're looking at the things in, in the way that they're right. And you can, it's, it's definitely helpful to try to at least if not see things from their perspective, just, just acknowledge that they must for the, for them to do this or act this way, they must feel right. So like mm-hmm. you can at least come from that point of view that like, yeah, everybody's kind of come like doing their best everybody's yeah. with the information they have. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, what were we going to talk about next? So we did the, uh, the recapping, we did kind of our week. Oh, you wanted to talk about the patio stuff. Yeah. Well, I wanted to cover the patio stuff because I had some weird mentalism things going on the past couple of days. <laughs> that sounds really bad. <laughs> um, we got the song to talk about. Mm-hmm. Both of our songs. We <laughs> Both each of have our one. songs. Yeah. yeah. Where should we start? Um, the, do, go ahead and talk about the furniture About the stuff. furniture. <laughs> so the other note that I made for myself was... You know, Mondays are really nice to commit to because it's like the week hasn't gotten crazy yet and it is just a commitment that I really like to keep and it's really fun and it's kind of like a therapy. Yeah. (laughs) Not that this is a replacement (laughs) for therapy. (laughs) But um, my friend, I do have a friend who goes to therapy every Monday night at 7 p.m. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's not why I told you to come over at 7 today. (laughs) I was like, change of plans. Can we start at 7? Um... No, but really, my one friend does go to therapy every Monday. That at friend seven. is me, and that therapist <laughs> is you. Um, no, but that's just a little something, a little bit I thought about earlier. But um, okay, so I had this crazy experience over the weekend, and then we also got to try the hot tamale. Oh yeah, at some point. shit. Should wait? Should we open up these hot? We have these peeps for Easter. It's Easter Monday. Yep. And since the well, I thought maybe when we introduced ourselves, we might talk about what the podcast is about. But it's just too hard to put into like one sentence. We need to work on that. I don't know what to call it. But since it is about God, <laughs> <laughs> I have these peeps. It's better to just put it in one word, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> what if we just put our, our like a podcast about God? It's <laughs> just our only description. That would actually be a helpful little, I don't know, um, uh, what am like I trying? A, a, mis- a misdirect. Yeah. A misdirect. It sounds like not something you'd be interested in, but it's just wow. It's actually a very cool podcast. Yeah. I've been listening to this podcast about God. It's actually really cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Honestly, yesterday was Easter, and I was watching a show on the History Channel called Jesus: His mm-hmm. Life. <laughs> but I was getting a little bored, but it was a little interesting. But anyway, these peeps, my mom gave these to Eric and me, my brother. They're hot tamales 
peeps. They're like cinnamon peeps. Yeah. So they're going to be hot. So this is kind of like a taste test. Or I got my water here. And it's, um, I know you're, we're, I know you were raised Jewish, but, mm -hmm. um, Jesus was a Jew. It's true, yeah. <laughs> and this is the day that he was, or actually Easter Monday, he was like just back to work, I guess. <laughs> like it was just like, yeah, it, was a long it was just like a long weekend. <laughs> and then Monday was just like normal day. Gotta get back to the old grind. <laughs> so that's what today is. Okay, let's try these peeps. They're like red peeps, bright. They look like yeah. the Cheeto the hot cheeto color you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah they are also pink inside oh kind of reddish inside oh okay you're right okay wow you, you want to eat the whole thing mm. or like just at once i just didn't know if you're gonna put the oh whole thing shit in my mouth. bad yeah, i just fine. ate a bite of it yeah however you want to eat it um it's actually oh i'm sorry i forgot to say <laughs> The body and blood of Christ. <laughs> no, we don't do that with peeps in my religion. Nice. <laughs> um, but we could pretend that this is, in, you know, the body of Christ if we wanted to. That's why they're drenched in red blood. These mm. red peeps. That's actually what it is, I think. Hmm. These are just um, refreshing. Yeah, it kind of tastes like a cereal, like cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, yeah. It's not too spicy. It's not like burning my mouth or anything. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I got way off topic, but um. So yesterday was Easter. That's actually an important part of my patio furniture <laughs> story. Yeah, the story. Um. So wow. <laughs> where do I begin? Where do I begin? I have a neighbor named Ella. I'm trying to keep my voice down, cause she's my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, God, maybe I shouldn't have said her name. Whatever. I hope she never listens to this. Actually, I was thinking she might like to be a guest on this show one day. Oh, wow. She is very... Her and I are very cosmically connected, I think. Nice. Like, very... She's definitely, like, a mystical, spiritual person. I can just tell that. Yeah. And we have talked about it before, too, lightly, but she seems to be kind of private about it. Um. Anyway, she's very, very nice. Um and i don't know just like little things like we just keep running into each other when like my building is huge there's like over 250 apartments in here in a high rise like i never run into people we just run into each other all the time um just weird little coincidences and like you know how they say like there's no coincidences and then when you start to notice the patterns i was like god whenever i anyway just interesting person right mm -hmm lived here for maybe a year ish maybe a year and a half um so yesterday i got this new patio furniture so i'm trying to get rid of my old patio furniture and there's a free table down in my garage um and but it says everywhere no furniture allowed yeah so you're not allowed to put free furniture down there it's not like a junkyard you know so if you get caught putting free furniture if you get caught putting furniture at the free table then you can get fined because then mm. they have to hire a dumpster to come and oh. tow it or, you know, haul it out. So I was taking some risks on Easter mm -hmm. Sunday, drop, ditching some furniture at the free table. Because oh. if, if someone sees it and they want it and they take it, then that's just a gift that I'm giving someone. 
but if no one takes it and then it's there on Monday when the maintenance crew comes in, mm-hmm. I'm going to get fined. Because yeah. then they'll look on the cameras. They'll see that I was oh. the one that put it down yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus, Eddie. Eddie's walking on top of the recorder. Yeah. Um, come here, young man. That's fine. I moved it. Um, so, yeah, I was playing with fire on mm-hmm. Easter, ditching furniture down I there. I love situations like that where some, it's like something's made out of fear in your mind and it could go that way or it could go another way. Yeah, and this is on Easter I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd go to jail on Easter. <laughs> so... Um, and I see furniture down there every once in a while. If it's like one chair, like an outdoor chair, you know, like a folding chair. I'm not putting like a whole sectional couch down there. So anyway, I took two of my old chairs down there, put them down there, and I was like manifesting or whatever you want to call it. I was just saying, I'm going to put these down here at 830 in the morning. Oh, I waited till a holiday on Sunday when I know no one would be working, no maintenance crew or anything. Oh. So I did this strategically with my crime when I wouldn't get caught. 8.30 a.m., put two chairs down there. I said, I'm going to go back up, get Eddie. We're going to go on a walk. When we come back, those chairs are going to be gone. I was, like, manifesting it. Like, someone's going to see those chairs and be like, oh, I want those for my balcony. And then once those chairs are gone, I can bring another piece of furniture down. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of furniture on my balcony. Anyway, I take Eddie down. The chairs are already gone. (laughs) So then I took my coffee table that I had on my balcony. This is like outdoor furniture. Put that down there. Took Eddie for a walk. Came back. The table's gone. I was like, I think somebody's watching me. I was like, I think I have a little, I have like an Easter angel. (laughs) Like some Easter angel is taking my furniture. And then I was like, now I'm taking the bench down. It's like an outdoor bench, like an an outdoor couch that I had on my balcony. So this thing's like big as hell. But it's kind of light. It's just like wicker mm-hmm. furniture. So I take that down. Now there's a whole freaking bench down there. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's chill for a little bit. Watch a TV for an hour. Then I was like, all right, I got one more high top table and two high top chairs <laughs> to take down there. I had a lot of furniture. My <laughs> but I was like, I guarantee that bench is gone. I was like, I'm just going to manifest it. It is gone. My Easter angel. So I'm carrying this high Easter top. Easter angel, Easter <laughs> angel. And I took my, um, oh, meanwhile, I kept hearing my neighbors out in the hallway during Easter coming and going, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to get busted carrying furniture down because then they're going to know it's me, right? Yeah. I heard my neighbor, the girl that I was mentioning before, I heard her in the hallway, and I was like, this is no offense to her. I, I do this with, with everyone. I just, like... I don't know why. I just don't like to run into people. I just am like, oh, God, I'll wait for the next elevator. So I'm avoiding my neighbors, right? Avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. I think I'm in the clear. I take the high top table out in the hallway to the elevator. There's my neighbor, the the woman, and she's standing at the elevator. And I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, God, I didn't want to run into anybody when I'm committing a crime. And she goes, are you the one that's taking all the furniture down today? Yeah. And I said, yeah. And she's like, I've been taking it up to my condo one by one. She's on my fucking floor, two doors <laughs> oh, down. I could have saved all these trips carrying uh, furniture all the way down. But I had been avoiding her all day, too, because I was avoiding all my neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I would have just ran into Talk someone organically. It. Yeah, if I would have just let the day run its course, I would have ran into her organically. Oh, yeah. She probably would have said, like, oh, I'll take all that furniture yeah. off your hands. And then I would have just 
handed it off in like <laughs> a cleaner way. Yeah. Whereas I was being sneaky and trying to like break rules and mm-hmm. like avoid people and like be naughty and everything. Yeah. I like I was I was forcing against the natural law yeah. and then even though my um mentalism and my thoughts and like everything i was trying to wish 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 to not run into them Mm -hmm. that's who i should have been running into all the time that was my easter angel yeah i wonder if you kind of like almost manifested that connection with her it's like you wanted to avoid it but that's the the person that was on your mind (sighs) so she became she was part of your story i every time i run into her i think i knew this was gonna happen (laughs) <laughs> we just always run into each other yeah. it's not a bad thing she's a very she's an awesome neighbor um it's just like it's just weird yeah i know what you mean it's like, like I... that story i told you at the grocery store where i was like oh god i hope i don't run into anybody from work here and then sure enough i did and i'm then I, you have like an awkward conversation and i'm like god damn my thoughts i'm scared of my own thoughts <laughs> <laughs> sound like i'm losing my mind but isn't that an adorable little story about my easter yeah definitely do you think it's kind of like spooky? Yeah. She even said it. She was like, yeah. she was like, this is too weird that this is you. And I was like, I know this <laughs> yeah. is too weird that this is you. I was like, I told, I told her you, I'm texting my friends. I have an Easter angel. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I told her she was my Easter angel. Nice. And she even just kept, even just like her eyes, like we were like, we didn't have to say it out loud. We knew by our eye contact, we were like, oh my God, this is too weird that this is you. Yeah. We just have some weird cosmic connection. I even told her that. I'm like, we have some kind of mental connection. Isn't that odd? Yeah. I do think that some of these little things that I go through, just mundane life things, like nothing to Mm -hmm. write home about. So that's probably why I don't keep track of it. But like the most mundane things that I go through every week are like just so, it's just so obvious how like, either orchestrated they are or if i try to fight against it it always works out the way that i knew it was going to work out you know what i mean yeah um you know i was let let me pull up this question that i was thinking about okay because it reminds me we don't have to get into the actual topic of it let's do it while you're pulling that up i wanted to say have you ever heard of like the phrase murphy's law yeah did we talk about this last week off pod i think off pod okay god i gotta stop doing that we should just start recording our second episode (laughs) when we start talking more (laughs) (laughs) um that's what we're gonna do we're gonna record two in a row two yeah in in a night so yeah the whole murphy's law thing like i always thought that was just like an old expression like just like oh it's a coincidence or deja vu or like you feel like someone's watching you like just those intuition things murphy's law is like the thing that you don't want to happen is like bound to be the thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Is that, do you think I said it the right way? Yeah, I think so. It's like, it's like, of course the day that I have my outdoor event, it's going to rain. Like Mm -hmm. there's just no way it's going to be a beautiful day and it's all going to work out. And then sure enough, it rains. It's like, Oh my God, what if Murphy's law is because we're freaking manifesting it by accident. Yeah. And then we just, as a society, we came up with a phrase like Murphy's law, like, what the fuck is that by the way saint murphy or some leprechaun <laughs> i think it must be some doctor some some like scientific person oh you think so yeah that's my guess i was thinking like when you lose something and you pray to saint anthony or saint yeah. whoever <laughs> i was like fucking saint murphy saint <laughs> miss murphy uh because Mur- murphy's an irish name yeah so Maybe i thought, I just thought 
that because it's like law, like lawyer. Murphy's Law. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look this up for episode three. <laughs> but anyway, keep going. Sorry. You had a question related to this. So, um, <coughs> uh, yes. Yeah, did so... I tell my story good at all? Was yeah, it captivating? Definitely. Yeah, it was great. Because I, I just feel like I have a lot more to unpack about this neighbor. Uh-huh. There's been a lot of other strange oddities and things, so I didn't want to give too much backstory. But, like, if you would have just know all this backstory with this neighbor, you would realize how monumental it was that it was her. I was like, oh, my gosh, of course you're my Easter angel. Yeah. So, sorry. It was a long-winded story, but I hope it was interesting. Well, yeah, I think, I think like, it's cool to see, like, like for your in your case, would these, if you didn't believe in this stuff, would those synchronicities happen? It's like, are they happening all the time? And then you just wouldn't, you just go on your life. If you weren't thinking about these kinds of things, you just wouldn't see the synchronicities or, you know, what's, what's really happening or is believing in it, making the synchronicity happen. Oh shit. I don't know. I guess like a materialistic kind of point of view would be that maybe you're just tricking your mind is that those, those kinds of synchronicities happen all the time, but it's just randomness. Hmm. But your, your mind is putting the meaning into it. I think that's like how a scientific person might think, might try to think about that kind of stuff. Like there's a reasonable explanation for it, but I don't know. It does kind of seem like if you're, if you're open-minded to this kind of stuff, maybe you're allowing synchronicity to happen as kind of like a manifestation thing. Yeah. I have, I don't know. Now I'm starting to think we just made up words for things that we thought are coincidences like Murphy's law or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you don't realize if you just take one step, take it one step back or one step higher, you can just fix all that by not thinking about it. <laughs> and then it won't happen. Hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Um, yeah, okay, def- what was your question? So what was the question related to this one? So, okay. So I just wrote this down. I've just been like recording my ideas when stuff comes up about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny that in order to feel free sometimes in life, we want to control aspects of our life? I wonder, are you more free if you control different aspects of your life? Parentheses, the answer can definitely vary based on what aspect of life you're talking about. Hmm. So are you more free if you can control those aspects of your life? Or are you more free when you go with the flow? Mm. It's like people want to pay to have control. People really want control over mm-hmm. aspects of their life. I think there's kind of like a give and take of like control and letting go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just thought of that. Like, are you more free if you really can control everything in your life to the utmost extent with money or whatever? Or are you more free if you like let go of controlling things? Hmm. My gut reaction is I think I'm more free if I let go. Yeah. It's almost like how I manage stress in at work or in life. I'm if, if I, if I don't get upset about things that I have no control over, it's a really freeing feeling. Mm -hmm. But like on the other hand, being, having that, um, I guess maturity or being able to separate that you have to be in control of yourself to compartmentalize and separate. So it's almost connected. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, um, this actually reminds me perfectly of the Lord's Prayer. I think that's what it is. Wait, what's that? That sounds um, familiar. It's like, Lord, grant me strength. And it's, it's really awesome. Like, I, I, I think about this, but it's like, grant me the strength or what is it? Strength to... You're going to love it once once I... 
read it to you. It's like the strength, the wisdom, and the knowledge to know the difference. Um, let's see. Courage to change. <laughs> I don't know why I'm just thinking about our first podcast episode. Like, we didn't introduce what the show is about. We just kept being like, you know, like all this stuff, man. Like, if you're into this stuff or if you read this stuff, <laughs> it's like there's but we stuff can't out say there. what this stuff is. <laughs> it's too much for one word. <laughs> yeah. G O D. <laughs> That's why it's an acronym. G O D. Or uh, whatever you call it, where you spell out letters, but it doesn't stand for something. Oh, I don't know about that trick. That's just what I was saying. Like G-O-D, we don't necessarily have words that go for G-O-D. Right, right, right. But it's just spelling out. <laughs> what? Grok something. Yeah, right, yeah. Grok or don't. Yeah, I was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Grok or don't. Yeah, that's that's when I was thinking of names. It was like, it could be like grok and we could have periods in between if we were that like thinking that creative oh, we could think of something that it yeah, stands for yeah yeah oh my god god really owns <laughs> consciousness yeah <laughs> with a k <laughs> okay wait sorry i keep so, getting us off topic what uh what was it oh the lord of the serenity yeah so it's just great you're, oh, gonna, you're about like, to read this yeah, yeah you're, you're gonna read love it. it read it um so, okay, the Serenity of Prayer is attributed to American theologian Reinhold Niebuhr, 1892 to 1971 is when he lived. However, someone else wrote an early version in the Santa Cruz Sentinel of ni- in 1933. So, it's not that old. It's not from the Bible. It's like a prayer, I guess, that people use. Mm-hmm. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Whoa. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. So I would say, like, with magic and, like, self, these kind of self-pursuits, mm-hmm. you realize what you can change. Like, the decisions, what you can control is yourself and your yeah. reactions and stuff. And what you can't change is, or, like, what you might want to let go of is, like, the things that are out there maybe manifesting in the world. Maybe you want to just, like, control the things internally and then like let go of the things out in the world and just like let it happen yeah i really like that did you know you were going to read that when you had that question uh no oh that's a really good connection to that question yeah or like how we thought about answering that question that is cool i like that what's that called again that's called the serenity prayer the serenity prayer yeah because i've heard it before i think Mm -hmm. it's like god give me strength grant grant me the serenity yeah, yeah it sounded familiar I thought it was God give me strength, but yeah, me too. Know, maybe I've heard else. it in like movies or something, or like maybe maybe at church I heard it. Mm-hmm. I never really learned all the different prayers I was supposed to learn at church. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I knew the like two, Hail Mary and Our Father. Those are like the two big ones. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like in school when you don't read the books. Yes, exactly. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just found out today I've been buying an Audible subscription for the past year. Oh, shit. I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> so they were actually very, very generous and gave me a full refund because I think they thought it was so sad that I was like, I do not read. <laughs> they like felt bad for me. They're like, oh, this poor person. <laughs> 
You mean like you're saying you don't read actual books or that you don't use the Audible? Um, I guess both. I mean, I like to read. I just never make time to read. Mm -hmm. And you know I keep buying books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know the feeling. I like buying a book that like gives you excitement that you're interested yeah. in. But you're saying you do use the Audible? Nope, never used it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I maybe I used it once and did like the 30-day free trial uh -huh. for maybe the Hocus Pocus sequel, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that was a book? <laughs> was the movie based on a book? Or they um, it was like a novelization. <laughs> <laughs> of the second movie, or was it a sequel of the novelization it of the was... first <laughs> Actually, whoa, yeah, the, it was the, the latter. It was before they even knew they were going to have a second movie. Someone wrote, like, fan fiction, basically. Yeah. I bought the book, never read it, so then I did get the Audible to listen to. Um. Anyway, yeah, I did admit to them that, because they said, well, we actually do see one book on here, Hocus Pocus <laughs> 2. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was for my nephew. <laughs> Anyway, they were still really nice about it. Um, wow, how long? What's our time on this one so we're, far? I think we're about at an hour. Is that a, that could be a good episode too? Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of proud of myself this episode. It sounded mm -hmm. kind of smart. Yeah, kind of sounded grocked up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got your grok in today. But yeah, I'll just share my little story about oh, my synchronicity, please. Um, please. Before we wrap it up. I'm so sorry. I was ready for your song and I forgot about your synchronicity. Yeah, no, that's what I was talking. That's uh, the, the song. song thing. Yeah, that's oh. my synchronicity. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Um, so that was fun. Yes. Yeah, so let me see what day it was. Um, that's why I got confused. I thought we were going to do song. I'll save my song for the next episode. Okay. How about that? Sure. We, you also shared the Jonah Hill thing with me that he's doing like a sort of joke oh my brand. Oh, God. Yeah, of, we should talk like about that. Like a spiritual guy. Yeah. Yes, we should talk about that. Okay, so we can talk about that on the next one. I'll just share this. So I, I texted you. Mm -hmm. um, so like I was driving home. Uh, let's see. This was Wednesday. Uh-huh. So it's been, it's been nice that it's like light out when I'm driving home. So it's like feel like there's more time in the day to live yeah. my life um and it was it just felt kind of nice but I, like i've been struggling a little bit with like feeling good mostly just because of winter like we're coming out of the winter mm -hmm. but so every day is just kind of like gradually kind of like feeling better i would say but i'm also trying to see what i'm in control of in my perspective like of yeah. feeling good um like if if there's anything that i can change in how i'm thinking about things so i tend to like question my thoughts a little bit and you know, if I'm, I, I think about a lot of stuff, but I, I like to kind of like, if I'm worried about something, maybe try to see if I can think about things from a different way. Um, I wasn't necessarily worried about anything. I was in a pretty good mood, but mm -hmm. sometimes when I'm getting high, um, on the way home, which is not like the most <laughs> <laughs> safe thing, <laughs> um, I don't get too like wasted, but I'm usually just puffing on my vape a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was close to getting home. Yeah. So I was, what I was going to say is like, it's not, it's sometimes it's, it's nice, but sometimes it's like, I don't know, this day it was really hitting me. Like 
I wasn't super stoned, but I was just like, okay, this is putting me in a good mood and I'm actually able to kind of like shift and be like, oh, this is, I'm just thankful for life and stuff like that. Oh, that's a good feeling. I know what you mean, honestly. Yeah. And it was just like the being high a little bit. It was like kind of shifted me into that. Yeah. So I was thinking about you could look at the world and look at the things that are bad or you can look at the world. Because I was listening to um, this Gary Gary Newman song, which was cool. I'll play that song too. Um, But that one was playing. It was instrumental. And it's like this beautiful kind of like classical song. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with synth so that was beautiful that was kind of like making me think that way i was just just like looking at the road that i was coming down like on northern parkway as i was almost home Mm -hmm. and just thinking about that idea like i could look at things as being beautiful and just see the world like oh the world is so beautiful people are beautiful and you know nature and just the way that everything works and i'm talking about actually looking at the world as it is just like my day-to-day interactions and experience like looking at like wow this is a beautiful world Mm -hmm. Um, and then the next song that came on before I got home or maybe as I had just gotten in the door was Mm -hmm. beautiful world by Devo. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was literally had the words beautiful world in my head. Right. That's wild. Yeah. You know, have you ever heard from people who like have lost a loved one and they are always saying like, Oh my God, I was like crying thinking about my, father or whoever you know that they lost and then they're like i was in a bar and then all of a sudden after i thought about him or her or whoever the song came on the jukebox that was like our yeah. favorite song and like that like divine intervention mm-hmm. and i used to always think like man is that just people looking for things or like as a scientific whatever materialistic mindset or something are, are people just looking for patterns or looking for things yeah. that aren't really there but like I am much more open-minded to that now, like thinking that you might have caused that. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Or or if you didn't cause it, what was sending you that message? Because they were trying to help you connect a dot, I think. If yeah. it was someone else or something else, you know? Yeah, it, it could have been... I kind, I mean, you can... You, I kind of think of things as like maybe time is not linear. It's like this... Th- it's a point in time, and I kind of had a premonition of that point in time that was oh, significant. Oh, interesting. So, that, yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah. And then I think these other trippy thoughts, like, was it your future self sending you a little nod to be like, no, you were on the right track thinking about that. Yeah. It is a beautiful world. Or what was it again? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful world. world. Yeah. Yeah. What if it was like, because if you think time isn't, or all these um, timelines are happening at the same time, like your future self could have been sending you a little note, a little love note, mm-hmm. like in The Shining. That's like what Danny's... What the hell's the guy's name? Tony. Tony ended up yeah. being his future self. Yeah. Which I think was just another kind of like allegory of that like hero's journey and like it's your future self telling you like the your your conch conscious <laughs> consciousness. <laughs> I was actually thinking your conscience maybe this time. Yeah. And your conscience is another it's that's another thing. That's like a little <laughs> um cricket that's inside. <laughs> remember jiminy cricket is his conscience like a little voice inside your head or inside or like the good devil or the angel on your shoulder that's the conscience and then the consciousness is the bigger thing (laughs) yeah yeah but in that tony was really him him in the future and where'd you hear that like was that a dissection of the movie like that's not in the movie right 
Oh, I think it, yeah. Actually, I hope I'm not misspeaking, but I think that might be in the book. Oh, I think okay. they might have like tied that loose end up in the in the epilogue in the book. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure. Cool. Yeah, but it wasn't in the movie. You're right. Yeah, yeah um, I was just curious. It wasn't in the Stanley Kubrick movie, but but yeah, that was in the epilogue. I'm pretty sure of the book, and you realize, oh my God, Tony, who was like the voice in his head, or that he was channeling or coming mm-hmm. through, it was actually him in the future. Yeah, giving him advice or helping steer him the right way or whatever. So I feel like that's even another theory or another like allegory way to look at it or of what it's trying to teach us or something yeah yeah i I watched a video talking about the shining and it was it was about how like it's kind of about time and reincarnation yeah he or like maybe kind of like maybe less of it it is reincarnation but more like a a thing about time like it just keeps going and you keep going into these same roles yes like maybe maybe until you break out of those patterns but it, it was like about him always being the caretaker over the years who had still killed their family. Like, yes, yes. It's like he's like different previous lives, but maybe it's like yeah, kind of like parallel lives, but you ex- can experience it as previous lives. I had actually heard that before the theory that it was about reincarnation. And I honestly never really understood that till just now thinking about it in this new context. And then thinking about even Danny and Tony, that that was almost like, Oh, another reincarnation in a way or something, mm-hmm. you know? Hmm. That's interesting. But yeah, I like to think about that, that like, did you project that song to play out of your love energy coming out of your head? And then like, because of that energy coming out of your head, it had a cause and effect. And then the song playing was the effect because you made that cause happen. Or... Was it not a cause and effect? Was it a premonition? Mm-hmm. Or, or was it a message? A message. Someone? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a few ways to look at it. Yeah. That's kind of cool mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah. Could it, could it be a third party or like some other entity telling you like almost sending you like a wink, like, no, you're on the right track. Like yeah. whatever you were thinking about or the positive track that you were on that day, maybe. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember we texted about this, but we didn't talk too much in depth about it. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. And I didn't think about the connection. A lot of people, oh my God, I just made another connection. There seems to be a connection with, well, a few connections with music. Like when you were talking about the song that was on in your car or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was like making you happier, I was thinking about like the frequencies and like wondering if there was anything there. And then I was also thinking about like, when you got home and a song played that could be a message and that that happens to people who lose loved ones a lot like they mm-hmm. hear a song come on that was like their song mm-hmm. and i'm like i wonder why what the song connection is or do we are we just so impacted by music in our subconscious that we don't realize how impacted we are by it that it just makes it triggers an emotion or something like why is it always a song yeah um, i'm noticing a pattern you know mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I even heard a podcast where they were talking about training people to be psychic, and there would be something like, uh, um, yeah, it's this, or it's this podcast with Ambrosia Matthews and this other woman. I can't remember what the show is called, but um, they were talking about how they first introduced people to like practicing that stuff. Mm-hmm. They said something about like something about getting something jump start like if 
if you learn to like tune yourself so that you can receive these messages, uh. you'll get it. You can get it in the form of, of a song. And if you don't know the, the meaning behind the, it's like, Oh, I think they said like maybe you meditate and then you, you put set an intention. I want to receive a song and maybe, maybe you ask a question or something like that, but you just sit there until something comes into your mind huh. and inevitably something will and then they were saying, if you don't see the meaning by the part of the song that you heard, go look up the lyrics to that song. You might find the message in the song, in the song song lyrics. Whoa. So it seems like there's a lot there to like parse out. Yeah. There's like the music aspect and then the lyrics. Yeah. God, music and entertainment play such a bigger role than I realized. Like when I was a kid, I used to think like being an actor or a musician, I used to be like, that's not really a good career because it's just entertainment. Like what, why we don't need that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we almost don't need that. It's a, it's not a necessity, but I don't think that profession is going out of style because it like, it affects us in ways that we don't even realize, or maybe re- we find it rewarding in ways that we don't even realize, you know, yeah. like there is something to that with the music. Yeah. I guess there's this kind of like maybe a greater like <clears throat> spiritual representation where like we're meant to create it's almost like we are creators yeah as beings and we're maybe when we're not creating you can kind of get get off track huh um but yeah like i guess not everybody's an artist like there are some people who aren't necessarily drawn to it but i guess art is like a part of society it like lets helps us understand ourselves and it's like an enriching aspect to life i know i always thought it was so dumb when i went to art school for college (laughs) like everybody i feel like my parents thought it was like that's not a real job kind of Mm. thing but then like the older i get the more i appreciate art and music and how much it like impacts us (laughs) that sounds so stupid (laughs) isn't it funny how i guess maybe it's how far gone our society is or something in a certain way that like saying things that sound cliche and nice it's like oh i sounds so stupid right now it like, sounds stupid because it is so simple yeah but then like whenever i re-, re like research or read about this whole natural law stuff it's all so simple mm-hmm. that's why it, you realize it's all so true you're like oh it's pretty simple i do get that that is you know like i could see how that could be true or i don't know it's it's not like groundbreaking stuff to understand usually don't you agree it's like sort of simple yeah um and it just starts to make sense to us because we're meant to understand it maybe yeah um yeah i think there's something to like sayings and stuff but like it doesn't really hit you like you hear it you've talked about that where it's something you hear as a kid and then you're like actually like having it makes sense to you in 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 the context but it's like really cliche stuff yeah exactly i also think it's interesting sorry i know we're supposed to be wrapping up this episode that um we found out that we both had so much in common like we both had the graphic design background in common Mm -hmm. and have like a similar sense of humor not that i was ever into like stand-up comedy but maybe then when I became a podcaster, it was like my roundabout way of being like, I guess I do like entertaining or performing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, I was always in different plays and skits and stuff. But then when I grew up, I was like, no, I don't want to be in plays and skits. Like, but now here I am talking on a microphone, putting on a show. Maybe yeah. it is what I meant to do. Like yeah. maybe, and you said you were kind of wanting to like create something 
yeah I you, to, you consume yeah. so many podcasts mm-hmm. maybe i have like an itch to like create too maybe yeah. that's what it is or maybe that's why we're like similar or drawn to each other you know as friends like we have a lot of similar things like that that have to do with like creating stuff yeah you know yeah and i think like when you meet creative people like you see what they're working on at the time or not working on and like you see like you know they want to transition to something else or they're not doing something that's satisfied but like creative Mm -hmm. people like us we always want to be working on something because i guess it's just part of like what makes us happy yeah like that bashar thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's a lot of stuff that talks about like when you're doing something that when time just speeds by so fast when you're Mm -hmm. doing something it's like you're channeling something that like you were really meant to be doing or like when you're doing if i'm drawing or something that i'm like a little bit talented at or whatever it just feel it just time just goes by so fast because you don't realize it yeah and some like superstitious people say that like oh that's you must have done that in a past life that's why it feels so right like Mm -hmm. you're doing what you were supposed to be doing i really do feel that like euphoric or maybe it's endorphins or something i really do feel something like that when i'm like creating something creative sometimes yeah or even when we were podcasting last week i sort of felt that like energy almost you know yeah yeah, it's like, you know, the, did you see that movie Soul? I didn't watch it, but no. there's actually a part in that where they call it the the zone. Like mm. and so they're in heaven. You're in the zone. Yeah. yeah. They're in heaven and they see this place called the zone and they see people who are on earth like playing music. They're in this zone. Oh and it's like my a place God. that they go. But yeah, it's like See, that's like another old expression like you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. I guess they used it for a movie idea, but it's a cool concept. Yeah, it's like um I, I know they talk about like peak performance. It's like the same kind of thing oh, in, yeah. in ath- athleticism or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah. Like I guess you, you lose yourself. Like you lose yourself in the moment. You become the moment. It's not you separated in your head. Yeah. And taking it another direction, I feel like you lose yourself in this like reality of what you're really supposed to be doing because we think we have to work a nine to five or like do things a certain way or like live a certain way. And it goes back to that, like remembering and forgetting, remembering and forgetting. And then like, Mm -hmm. once I start doing something creative, I like remember like, Oh yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. But then you can sometimes get distracted and forget. Everything's an allegory. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think like with the podcast, I would hope that I I guess it doesn't really matter who wants to listen to it, but I, I was thinking that, maybe like since since you were kind of like interested in all these ideas like mm-hmm. all the out there ideas i've kind of like gone through all those ideas i'm not saying i've like i'm done with them but i went through them and now i'm just kind of like more so in the just regular life and i'm seeing which ideas actually stick or have any meaning to me yeah so maybe like i feel like we're both interested in talking talking about any kind of far out topic mm-hmm. but also i would like to kind of keep things grounded somewhat so that like we're understanding of people who some of this stuff might sound crazy too true true um, but so like yeah maybe it's like some people's introduction like not that i'm trying to get people like i don't it's not my intention to put people on a certain path like if they're not interested in that but i think probably mm-hmm. a lot of people are just open to things maybe they've heard about ghosts and they're interested in that kind of stuff but they don't have some other context of like manifestation 
those kinds of ideas. I think there's probably a lot of people who are interested in one of those topics, like mm-hmm. aliens or pyramids and just all these different things. Yeah. But they wouldn't necessarily know that, like, and they don't have to necessarily, they don't have to, like, interact, but I would say, like, yeah. they can, like, you, you can be spiritual. and Like, maybe some people think that you can't be religious and believe in aliens, or like, right, right, you can't right. believe in incarnation and believe in like like it's either incarnation or it's heaven you know right, like right, right. something like that like yeah, i feel like yeah. there's room to discuss these ideas yeah definitely yeah i think that's uh, anything else you wanted to get in this episode i don't think so i think just the podcast name is just on the tip of my tongue yeah <laughs> i feel like we have a couple fun ideas mm-hmm. um i'm just excited to keep recording yeah we can we can pause and start up again sure yeah if you want um i did yeah i do at some point i want to hear like maybe about how you got into art like graphic design yeah oh yeah sure Mm -hmm. so yeah we can do that on another one cool yeah definitely all right well thank you guys for joining us to the fantastic grocktastic voyage (laughs) down the (laughs) spiritual river sticks dude I don't know if I said this last podcast, but Voyage Down the Amazon sounded like a freaking um, alchemical podcast. Yeah. <laughs> More than Grok Nation. <laughs> yeah, Voyage Down the Amazon. Because <laughs> it's like a, the yellow brick road. Voyage down that road. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It's all meant to be. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking like Grok Nation. Okay, so... <laughs> So there's okay. It could be, grok. It could just be grok radio. Um, Ooh, grok this. I was thinking is kind of good. Like oh, grok this. Grok this podcast. Oh, I like that. Grok, grok this. this, a podcast all about God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We're still working on it. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know what grok is, it's a word who was invented that was invented by Alex's former incarnation <laughs> oh yeah I robert forgot. heinlein robert heinlein right yeah yeah i need to do i forgot i was him <laughs> <laughs> i totally forgot dude that's what it is i think i was supposed to forget though yeah and live this life yep and sure i sure am glad you did forget <laughs> so that you can remember all over again totally i think i was supposed to remember on this podcast you were supposed to bring it up I was supposed to make the connection. Mm-hmm. I need to go research more. I need a shirt with him on it or something. <laughs> uh, some people do accuse him of being kind of like a fascist, but <laughs> that's just because of this one book that he wrote called Star- Starship Troopers, which is a very fascistic kind of movie, but there's no proof that he was... He wrote that book? Yeah, he wrote it, but... Like... I love that movie. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But that was just because it was, like, a really big movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, everybody my age loves that movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Isn't Denise Richards in it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, wow. I didn't know I had all these connections to him. <laughs> I mean, yes, I genuinely like that movie. Nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, people accuse it of just being, like, very, like, militaristic, kind of, like, in a fascistic way. But oh. it's it's a sci-fi novel, you know? He's not saying, like, I love this or... 
Yeah. I don't know. I haven't read it or watched it. Oh shit. Yeah. I haven't seen it since I was a little kid. <laughs> but, um, but aside from that, he seems to be like very influential in sci-fi, like huh. in, in kind of like groundbreaking ways. I think it might've been, he kind of invented hard sci-fi, which was like using scientifically based stuff in sci-fi. Uh, I think. Yeah. That's Dude. what made Jurassic Park seem so real. Mm. <laughs> nice. All right, let's close this one out. Yep. All right. Grok out. Grok out. <laughs> We're not really going to say that <laughs> too many more times. <laughs>